ஹமதுல்லாஹிவாதிஹிஸ்ஃபாஹிஸ்லாமுஅலாஇபாதிஹில்லதீனஸ்தஃபா قالوا نعبد إلهك وإله آبائك إبراهيم وإسماعيل وإسحاق إلها واحدا ونحن له مسلمون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من كان آخر كلامه لا إله إلا الله دخل الجنة أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم முஸ்லிம்ஸ்லிஸ்லிஸ்லிஸ்லிஸ்லிஸ்லிஸ்லிஸ்லிஸ்லிஸ்லிஸ்லிஸ்லிஸ்லிஸ்லிஸ்லி
something that requires no effort, something that requires no concern. Obviously, if material security requires some effort, then Imani security will require many, many times, hundreds of times, thousands of times more effort, more concern. If you look into the lives of the Anbiya Alayhi then this is the message Allah Ta'ala gives us in their incidents that how deeply concerned they were about the Imani security of their progeny. More than anything else, the Imani security. Sayyidina Ibrahim wasalam, Allah Ta'ala commanded him to leave his wife and child in the barren place and move on. So he did as he was instructed, as he was commanded. But then as he leaves, he comes out of sight and then he makes dua. What is the dua he makes? رَبَّنَا إِنِّي أَسْكَنْتُ مِنْ ذُرِّيَّتِي بِوَادٍ غَيْرِ ذِي زَرْعٍ عِنْدَ بَيْتِكَ الْمُحَرَّمِ Ya Allah, I have left my wife and child in this barren place. Nothing, no means of survival here. But this is on your command, O Allah. What I am desiring of them, رَبَّنَا لِيُقِيمُ الصَّلَاةِ Now he's leaving his wife and child in a place where he doesn't know what's going to be the next situation. He's going to have to leave from here. They alone in this place, no people around to give them any kind of comfort, any physical security by means of support of people, no material security because that little provisions are going to just get, uh, going to finish off just now. So there's no material security for them there at the moment. There's no physical security. And now he's making dua for them. And what does he start off with the dua? رَبَّنَا لِيُقِيمُ الصَّلَاةِ Ya Allah, my greatest concern is they must establish salah in their lives. Because if they truly establish salah in their lives, this will be the means of gaining imani security. And it will be also a means of their protection of dunya as well. The person who is constant on his salah, Allah Ta'ala makes his risk easier for him also. So the protection, the imani security and material security, this was step one for it. رَبَّنَا لِيُقِيمُ salah. Then being insan, they obviously are living in dunya. Dunya is darul asbab. It's a place of means. So now we're going to have to adopt the means. We're going to tie the camel also. So now he's making dua for that too. فَجْعَلْ أَفْئِدَةً مِنَ النَّاسِ تَهْوِي إِلَيْهِمْ Ya Allah, you make the hearts of people inclined towards them. So that people will feel comfortable to come and settle here. And as a result, they will have some company, they will have some physical security due to people living around. فَجْعَلْ أَفْئِدَةً مِنَ النَّاسِ تَهْوِي إِلَيْهِمْ وَرْزُقْهُمْ مِنَ السَّمَرَاتِ Allah, you give them their nourishment, their sustenance, and all their needs. Samarat. Now this is that material security. In the dua for this also. So the dua includes their physical security. It includes their material security also. But it started off with salah. And then finish it off. لَعَلَّهُمْ يَشْكُرُونَ Ya Allah, all this they must receive. But not to become then oblivious of where it's coming from. And forget Allah Ta'ala. لَعَلَّهُمْ يَشْكُرُونَ So that they become truly grateful to you Allah. The shukr. And the reality of shukr is obedience to Allah Ta'ala. A person is constantly making verbal shukr, but he is in the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. What shukr is that? 
the reality of shukr is this obedience of Allah Ta'ala. He started off with the aspect of salah. And in between the physical security, material security, finishing off on the reality of shukr, obedience to Allah Ta'ala. Because in all this is the security of iman primarily. And everything else is also included in it. So the very very clear message Anbiya Salam are giving that look everything else in its place but nothing can take precedence over the concern for a person's own iman for the iman of his progeny. Everything else can be sacrificed but not the iman of a person. If it comes to the crunch like a person Allah forbid if it means either saving his wealth or saving his life that that house that is all saved up in and everything is stacked in there Allah forbid it caught fire and now either he can save his wealth or save his life no intelligent person is going to say rather save the wealth even if I burn down to death that wealth Allah will replace inshallah he'll save his life so likewise if it comes to a crunch between iman and anything else then obviously a mu'min will not sacrifice and jeopardize his iman life, life is going to go one day nobody's going to live forever but that Iman, if a person left without this Iman, then he is doomed to eternal destruction. So this is the message that Anbiya Salam are giving. That don't let that Iman be compromised in any way. Hazrat Yaqub great Nabi of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala mentions his incident on his deathbed. Am kuntum he gathered his children around him and now this great Nabi of Allah Ta'ala is about to depart from dunya and the progeny and the children around him have the blood of several Anbiya flowing in their veins they were the progeny of several Anbiya and the kind of effort he would have made and the tarbiyah and the nurturing he would have given them and the strength of Iman that would be flowing in their hearts He's still asking them one question. Leaving this dunya, he's concerned about something. Every person on his deathbed will be concerned. And that is what will come on his tongue which is deepest in his heart. That is what will come on his tongue which is the greatest concern in his heart. Yaqub asked them, Ma ta'abuduna min ba'di. The greatest concern that was in his heart now came on his tongue also. Ma ta'abuduna min ba'di. I'm on my way out. I'm leaving. You're going to continue. Who are you going to worship after me? Can we imagine a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala of this caliber, his progeny around him, and this was the greatest concern in his heart, who they are going to worship? Are they going to remain firm on Tawheed? Are they going to remain worshipping Allah alone? Or are they going to deviate somewhere? So they gave him that assurance, we're going to worship Allah alone. نَعْبُدُ إِلَاهَكُ وَإِلَاهَ آبَائِكُ إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَإِسْمَعِيلَ وَإِسْحَاقَ إِلَاهُ وَاحِدًا We could only worship that one Allah. We could remain steadfast on deen. Now that they gave him this assurance, now he was comfortable. But right till that last moment, this was his concern. The concern for the imani security of his progeny. But the thing for us now to search within ourselves, that, Alhamdulillah we have a lot of concern, every person, every parent has a lot of concern for their children. Concern to give them the best in terms of dunya. 
every comfort, every luxury, and then we not just cross the line, we leap far beyond the line in this process. That because those children want something, they must get it, regardless of how far away it is from the command of Allah Ta'ala. How much it will break Allah Ta'ala's command, sometimes that too is not considered. But if the child wants it, they must get it. What they want to watch, they must be allowed to watch. Where they want to go, they must be allowed to go. What kind of environment they want to be in, doesn't matter what happens there. But they want to do it, they must be allowed to do it. Now that is the concern that we have, to make those children happy at any cost. But is this really well-wishing for the child, or is it the opposite? It's like a person, child insisting he wants to have this because it tastes very sweet. But we know it's poison. It's sweet poison. He says that because it tastes sweet and the child wants to have it, let him have it, doesn't matter, it's poison. But it tastes very sweet. And the child will feel very nice about it for that moment while he's eating it. So let him have it. No, no, no intelligent person thinks like that. No sane person thinks like that. He is very concerned that this child must not be harmed. So while we are concerned about not allowing the child to be harmed in terms of dunya, more greater the concern should be that the child must not be harmed in akhirat. And the imani security of the child, if that is secured, then the protection of the child will happen in dunya also, and in akhirat as well. So this concern Yaqub had, مَا تَعْبُدُونَ مِنْ بَعْدِي Who is going to worship after me? This is the mold that should be the heart of a mu'min. This is the mold through which every thought should cross. That everything that comes past, like a mold, they make biscuits through a mold. So whatever shape that mold is, that's how that biscuit will come out. Or they make various plastic things and so on, it comes out through a mold. Whatever mold it is, if it is a mold of a flower, it will come out as a flower. And if it is a mold of something else, it will come out like that. So that heart must be molded in ma min ba'di. That everything that a person thinks of for the child, that thought must come through this mold. That will this keep this child steadfast on deal? Will this be a means of the imani security of this child or not? Or will this put him into trouble in terms of the akhirat, in terms of his cover? So this is the mold. And this is the mold we have to create for ourselves. Is this taking me closer to Allah Ta'ala or is it going to take me away from Allah Ta'ala? So in any case, this was the concern Yaqub had. That was the time when what a wonderful era that would have been. How clean, how safe in terms of Imam and what is the time we are living in. The time we are living in is the time that Nabi foretold. That a time will come that in the morning yusbihur rajulu mu'minan wa yumsi kafira. He'll be a believer in the mu'min in the morning before the evening comes he's lost his iman. He had his iman in the evening before the morning his iman is lost. He would sell his deen for dunya. Because now there will be choices to make. There will be choices to make. And he say, but how can I not make this choice for dunya? Well, everybody else is making it. How can I not send my child to this kind of school despite the fact that that kind of schooling environment will destroy his imam? Everybody else is doing it. How can I not allow my child to have these kind of things, these whatever items he wants? 
Even if it causes harm to his iman, everybody else got it. So, يَبِيْعُ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا In the process, by the time the child is getting exposed to so many things, the child's iman is getting lost. And Allah forbid, sometimes people's own iman is getting lost. يَبِيْعُ دِينَهُ بِعَرَضٍ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا Nabi Salaam foretold this. And we are seeing that era in time in front of our eyes. Among the things that is destroying this iman, one is the educational system. And by the time the child is very still learning how to walk, already the concern is which school this child is going to attend. And the education of the child, that has become the be-all and end-all. And if the money is available, then it doesn't matter where he goes. Regardless of what will happen to his iman there. So now the one aspect is this educational system. What's going on in that school? What the child is learning? What he's being taught? What he's coming back with? What he's lurking inside his heart? There are many, many issues, but just to touch on one or two things. One is currently the thing that is well known among what's going on, the CSE, Comprehensive Sexuality Education, is not just a matter of some pictures in some books there, or whatever the case is, that is already bad enough. There is a whole change of mindset that is being created. There is a different mold that is being put into that heart. And things are going to now move through that mold. As discussed, we need to have that mold of Mata'abuduna min ba'di. Here there is a very different mold being created in that heart and every thought is going to now go past that mold. And what kind of mold that is? That's a very dangerous mold. Through this new curriculum, what is being created? It's a mold that is completely against so many fundamental aspects in Deen. So many fundamental aspects in the Quranic Kareem. Just to take one aspect, by the time that child goes through that curriculum, what is, what the attempt is to create that mold in his heart, and he then will grow up to say that there's no harm and there's no problem with person getting married to somebody else of the same gender. Doesn't matter, it's fine. Whereas the Quran Sharif, Allah wa ta'ala mentions the incident of Sayyidina Abu Salaam, his people got steeped in all these disgusting acts and these vices, and he very clearly and boldly said to them, Inni li'amalikum min al-qaleen I disgust your actions. Now that child already from grade 2, 3, 4, this mold is going to be created. That by the time he grows up, he will say, no, nothing wrong with it. But the Quran Sharif is saying, it's disgusting. He will be, attempt is to make him say it's fine. And not just say it's fine, he must accept it. And if he says something against it, if he says it's disgusting, he'll be called homophobic. He will become an outcast. So now he'll grow up to say, well, every person is unique. Every person is an individual. He should have his right to do what he wants, na'uzubillah. Doesn't matter whether Allah Ta'ala commanded something else, but he should feel whatever he wants to do, whatever he wants to do. That is the mold that is being created. Open the textbooks and see it. That this is what's being created. Right in a great six textbook, it is there that this is not something that is necessary that a couple, a couple means people of the opposite gender, meaning a husband and a wife, a male and a female. Couple doesn't mean this necessarily. 
Where did this come from? This is what's being put forward in a great six textbook. The child is not yet even valid. And now he's already been brainwashed in this manner. This mold has been created so that he must grow up not just to think this way, he must grow up to live that way. Now this is just one of the many, many crucial issues. Now if the child grows up, Allah forbid, thinking that this is fine. Allah Ta'ala says it is disgusting. Allah Ta'ala says it is a complete vice. And Allah forbid he grows up saying, oh it's fine, where is his iman? What thread of iman is left? Then another very serious matter is the aspect of the evolution theory. We've discussed this on many occasions previously. This is an ongoing issue and it's eroding the very foundation of Iman. Where the child is being taught right from the early grades to try and believe, make him believe that he came from an ape. That's where he came from, he descended from an ape. And all the ayat pertaining to the creation of Adam والسلام, are all rejected. It not may be rejected in so many clear words, but that's the sum total of it. Now if that child grows up believing this, and rejecting those ayat, where is his iman? And this is not just some thing, just as a hypothetical situation. Many youngsters have gone to many ulama ikram to express their confusion. I am confused about this. And some were debating the matter. That I think this makes sense. Where is the iman left if a person has accepted this as belief? That Nauzubillah he came from an ape and he's rejecting and ignoring all the ayat of the Quran Sharif regarding the creation of Adam Then another very serious matter is the Christian ethos schools. Private Christian schools, Christian ethos schools. Sometimes when the education here is of a very high level and the child will really be excelling etc. But what good is going to be that excelling if it's going to be at the cost of his iman? And how many the Iman has been eroded completely. There was a poster which the Jamiyat published some time back where one father came and crying that his daughter was in such a school and she became very close to her friends and she was then remaining locked in a room for long periods of time. They didn't know what she's up to. And after some time one day she just came out to say I'm no more Muslim, I'm a Christian. And she was reading the Bible and she was reading some Christian literature which her friends were giving her. Well, she was in that kind of environment, Muslim children are attending mass, they are attending chapel lessons or services or whatever, and all these kind of things are happening, they say, well, what can we do? They need the education. So it's like a person saying, what can I do? I have to save the wealth, doesn't matter if I burn down. I have to save the wealth, doesn't matter if my child burns down. That life is going to go one day, but if we left this dunya without iman, that child left without iman, his dunya is gone, his akhirat is gone. Then another major issue is the media. One young girl in a primary grade, she's asking her muallima, apa in a madrasa, very so-called innocently. She doesn't know what she's asking. She's asking that when I grow up, can I get married to this girl? Now this was a shocking question for a young child to be asking such a question. Again the same mold. He's already thinking in that mold. So now this Alnima got very concerned, where did this come from? So after talking about it with her and getting deeper under the surface, she was watching some Disney movie, cartoons or whatever it might have been, Allah knows, oh this is haram completely. She was watching it, parents say, well, got to keep them occupied. But the researchers have 
written that these Disney things, whatever it is, this has always been designed to make children challenge the norms. You must live yourself. Don't conform to society. You must have your unique personality. So then whether it's your parents, whoever it might be, you mustn't take things as it comes. You must challenge it. Now from that young age already, that's a mold. That's a mold that is being created. Now the child will forget all the, the words that were spoken. All the pictures that he saw. But the mold got created. Now after everything is forgotten in terms of what he saw, what he heard, but the mold is already there. That's how he's going to think now. Every thought is going to go through that mold. Now the parents say something, I must be my own person. I don't have to listen to them. If I desire something, I must have it. That mold got created. Now the child was watching something frozen, Allah knows best, whatever. The, and this was the end result. This child is already asking this kind of question. Now this is the danger to Iman through all these various things. And unfortunately that concern that we have for dunya, even that level of concern is sometimes not there for the Imani security of our children. Whereas the concern for the Imani security should be dozens of times, hundreds of times more. So this is a very major issue, it requires major intervention. But the immediate steps that we have to take to protect the Iman of our children, the immediate steps, this is not even the solution entirely, it's just the first steps and the immediate steps. The first thing is, we ensure that our child attends an afternoon maktab. Every child must attend a maktab. Unfortunately, so many of the extracurricular activities and everything comes in the way. So everything can come in the way, but the child's maktab can get sacrificed. So now half the time the child is there to half the time is not there. And many are not there at all because so many things have come in. So now the child has to develop. Now all this development. But development at what cost? We must ensure the child is there for that afternoon maktab for the full duration of that maktab time and also assist the child to learn what has to be learned and make sure that that imani seeds are being planted deep in the heart of the child and all the weeds that are getting planted in other environments are being uprooted all the time. This is the number one aspect that we have to make sure. Number two, salah. Ibrahim salam started off that dua, liyuqimu salah. No child, no adult in that home should be missing their salah. Five times a day, this is our imani security, this is the security of our dunya also. When that salah will be missed in that home, then that's when the barakat of that home leaves. That's when all the effects of shaitan come in. That's when all the arguments and quarrels and fights become the norm of the day. Because Allah tells us, Rahmat, how is going to descend on that place when the salah and the most important fundamental of deen is being missed? Salah. And the salah to the extent will embed it in the hearts of the child and their lives now, will be giving them their security for later as well. Number three, family time. We have time for everything. Unfortunately, we don't have time to communicate with our children. Not to just give instructions, to talk to them, to engage them in light conversation, to try and see what's in their hearts, what's lurking in there, what they're learning, what they're picking up here and there and everywhere, and guide them, give them good advice. Keep it light, but this engaging with our children, no family time we have, illa mashallah. We've got device time. And unfortunately that has become often vice time. It's full of vice. That device time, by and large, has become vice time. But family time, there's no time for the family. 
There's no time for the child. The little child comes sometime and asks for some time, but there's no time for the child. Family time. And included in that family time would be time for ta'aleem. Reading about the fadail of the amal, reading about the sunnahs of Rasulullah bringing deen alive in ourselves, in our children, in our families. And then the fourth very crucial thing is dua, and even more dua, and even more dua. Like a child, Allah forbid, is on life support, then the dua, which recesses of the heart it comes out from. We are all running on Imani support. And our children are also on Imani support. Like touch and go, we don't know what, what's the next thing. What tomorrow brings? We have to be making dua for the security of our own Iman and the security of the Iman of our children as well. Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala give us a tawfiq. Wa akhir da'wana alhamdulillah.